Hey mamas, welcome back to the episode. Today we are talking about generosity, four ways to build generosity in your kids. I hope that you enjoy this episode and if you are enjoying my episodes, please leave a review and subscribe. Let's dive into generosity. Here we go. Hey mamas, you're listening to the Mom Squad podcast, a faith-driven show for moms on the merry-go-round of motherhood. I'm Melissa Wheelahan, your host. I'm a mom, educator, entrepreneur, coach, and trainer. I have spent the last 25 years being a mom, and believe me, I have been through it all. The one constant in my journey has definitely been Jesus. So I'm on a mission to help other moms stop feeling overwhelmed, overcommitted, and all alone. I believe that when you center your motherhood journey in your identity in Christ, build community with other moms, and let go of societal norms that can get in the way, you will experience the abundant life that we are promised through Christ's grace and love. If you are ready to get unfiltered, unhinged, and unapologetically authentic, then you have come to the right place. Pull up a seat, grab a cozy blanket, and maybe even a cup of tea, because we are jumping off this merry-go-round with hearts open and hands up. Let's go. Okay, welcome back. Let's get into it. I want to start this episode with a Bible verse, Proverbs 11, verse 24 and 25. One man gives freely, yet gains even more. Another withholds unduly, but comes to poverty. A generous man will prosper. He who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. I love that verse because it talks about giving freely and really giving of your time, talents, and treasures, which is what we're really asked to do as Christians. And when I was originally thinking about this episode, it actually came off of the last episode I did last week on family values. There was a study that I had read and I hadn't mentioned it in that episode because I felt like it needed its own separate episode. And it was a study that was done recently at Harvard. And they surveyed youth that were in a program there and 80% of youth, so this is 80% of college age kids stated or young adults stated that they felt their parents were more concerned with achievement than generosity. And then they did a recent study of parents. I'm not sure if it's the parents of those same students, but 90% of parents say that their top priority for their children is generosity overachievement. So there seems to be some sort of disconnect on what is being said and what is being heard. So I thought I would do an episode on generosity. And to kick us off for that, I thought I would share a little bit about generations. So I'm going to give you a little lesson on generations so we can set the stage for why our young adults might feel like parents are more concerned with achievement, but why we think we're showing them that we care more about generosity. 
So bear with me on this little bit of lesson. If you you know me, you might know that I am obsessed with generational theory. I love everything there is to know about generations. I read about it all the time and it's one of my favorite things to talk about. So I'm just going to start with the boomers. So the boomers were born between 1946 and 1964. So my parents were boomers. Uh, your parents might be boomers. And the boomers were the largest generation prior to the millennials. So the generations were huge. It was a huge generation of children. Um, they, just a little bit about them, they um, were raised with parents who believed that college was a high priority. They were raised with very high standards of living. They were went through or started to see Vietnam War, civil rights, and the 60s counterculture. When it comes to parenting, they raised children wanting what was best for them because their parents scraped and lived in the during, you know, those great depression years. They really cared about how their child felt. They raised the children of self-esteem generation. Um, and they pretty much let their kids stay out till the lights came on. I was raised by a boomer parent and we came home when the lights went on. The next generation is the Generation X. That's my generation, born between 1965 and 1980. We are the smallest generation, uh, very lower birth rates. Most of us may have been raised as latchkey kids. We saw the beginning of the AIDS epidemic. Video games and internet came along during our lifetime. I still remember when the first video game came out. I still remember when the first... Uh, VCR came out. My uncle used to do videotaping and we would do beta. And when VCR came out, oh my goodness, that was like, and microwaves, that was a big thing. Um, the dot-com bubble was another thing Generation X saw. And when it comes to parenting, Generation X parents are all about parenting. We are known as the helicopter parent generation. Um, I recently did an episode on how to let your children grow up. That was for all the helicopter parents out there. Um, we have spent our adult lives learning everything there is to know about how to be a better parent. We've given choices, but we are super over-involved in our children's lives. And yep, that is rings true. <laughs> super over-involved. We volunteer at everything. We're PTA. We're boosters. We've done everything we can to be part of our children's lives because we were raised by parents who let us stay out till the lights went off, um, who also made us feel really good about ourselves. Then comes the millennials. These are the, the children born between 1981 and 1996. They are the largest generation of our time right now. They also are the people who hold the most jobs in the United States. So this is our workforce. Um, they were raised with cell phones and internet pretty much at the tip of their hands. They have always been allowed to freely express themselves. They're the trophy kids. They're the everyone wins. They're also highly competitive. So even though that they were raised in a generation of everybody wins, they are also highly competitive. When it comes to parents who are millennials, the parenting style of millennial is a little bit more freer in approach. Because they either had the helicopter parents, they most likely had the helicopter parents, um, or some of those boomer parents. They are really open-minded in their parenting, and they have had to parent during unprecedented times. They've parented through the recession, and they've parented through COVID-19. 
The other two generations I'm going to quickly mention is the Gen Zs. So that is the children born between 1997 and 2012. Those are the pre and post 9-11 babies. Um, I have those. All my children are Gen Z kids. They are the digital natives. They have been growing up in a world. They don't know any other world other than the digital world. They are a pretty big generation, not as big as the millennials, but they're they're not raising kids yet, right? Because they were only born about 20 years ago. And then the alphas are the new generation that is started in 2013 until now. And that generation will go till probably about 2026, 20, 27, 28. Every generation is about 13 to 15 years. So why does this matter? Why does this matter? This matters because when we think about this study, most of your tail end millennials, so most of your 95, 96, 97 kids, and your younger Zs, your 97, you know, 2000, early 2000s, those are the, the, the kids or the young adults or the adults that are in the workforce. They are the ones that are just coming out of college, and they were most likely raised by either a boomer or a Gen X, depending on how young you were when you had kids. They're the ones stating that they think their parents value achievement. And it's not surprising because the boomers really put a high priority on college, on kids going to college, where you could see that that would translate into we really care about you getting a good education. And they also were raised by those Gen X parents who really cared about parenting, were really involved and want to make sure their kids were settled and they had everything they needed. And so, of course, I can see where achievement seems to be really important. And in fact, those generations really care about generosity because of the generation they were born in. So those millennials and those Gen Zs, I mean, the millennials, we just said, they care about, um, you know, they're highly competitive and they really want to express themselves. They want to be seen as their own individual, right? And they care about the world and making a change. The Generation Zs are the ones that are really coming up with a lot of social change. And so they really care about how, they are perceived in the world and how the world perceives them. So how can we align these? How, how can we align these? So if you are a millennial parent, and again, this is generational, what it said, you know, what we know about generations, I know it's probably an assumption. Um, I believe that I have some traits myself that are Gen X, some that are boomer, and some that are millennial. So I think that you can be a little mix of any, but a generalization is what I stated. But how can we get aligned? Um, Millennial parents right now, they've seen a lot of change and they're raising a whole new generation different than any other generation. So if we want to instill generosity, um, there's a lot of research around generosity and kindness and how that equates to happiness. And I think with current situation in our world today, like everybody just talks about being a little bit more kind, a lot more equity, a lot more um, diversity in thought, a lot more of just being kind. I mean, just smile at somebody once a day. Goodness gracious, right? So how can we be a little bit more generous? So I'm going to talk about four quick ways that you can instill a little more generosity in your family. So if you are parenting younger children, junior high children, high school kids, or adult children, you know, it's never too late to start. The first is encourage empathy. Really talking to your children about 
their actions and how that makes people feel. Not in a demean way, like not to put them down or make them feel bad, but really to help people understand. There's a thing we talk about in um, psychology called cognitive empathy. And that's really like a deeper understanding of how what you say affects somebody else. And really helping children at a young age understand empathy is super important to their growth and education and how they uh, succeed in school, but really helping them be more kind and really encouraging empathy. The second way is to model it. Show how to be generous. I know one of the things when my kids were little was opening doors. And I'd always say to the boys, open that door for that person. Open that door for that person. And inevitably, half the time when we went into a store, I would walk into the store and then I'd realize I was talking to myself because one of the boys was standing at the door, still holding it open for all of the people that were coming in. (laughs) So really model that. We modeled generosity by having friends over. It was like if somebody needed to come over and have dinner or we were going to go to a movie, like who can we bring with us? Like whose life can we help and impact and just be there to create really strong friendships with people? Do generosity together. Think about volunteering together. I know a lot of families that go to food pantries together. Um, At Christmas time, it's a great time. Adopt an angel at churches, adopting families. There's so many ways that families can get involved in different things together. One of the things our family did, which was a fiscal giving, is we had gotten some extra money. Um, It was about... I think it was about $4,000 once. And I told the boys that I was going to give them each $1,000 to give to any charity they wanted. But in order to do that, they had to present at a family meeting. Uh, Another thing, Generation X people are really all about family meetings. Uh, They had to present at a family meeting the charity they chose and why they chose it. So they had to do a little bit of research. And I can tell you that was probably one of the most amazing things to see as a parent of how they thought through what they were going to give, like what organization they were going to give to and why that was important to them. So think about doing it together. And the fourth is just take small steps. It doesn't have to be a huge, grand, generous gesture. Just start. Just start. Help your kids learn to say thank you. Uh, smile at somebody, open a door. It doesn't have to be financial. It doesn't have to be a ton of time. It can be small. It can be as small as putting the grocery carts back in the holding thing at the grocery store so that another car can fit in a parking spot. I mean, it can be as simple as that. Just start. So to recap, the four ways that you can start to instill generosity is one, encourage empathy, two, model generosity, three, do it together as a family, and four, take small steps and just start. I hope that you enjoyed this episode on achievement versus generosity, and I hope that you will come back next week when we have some really exciting things planned. Okay, mamas, have a great week out there and be blessed. Hey mamas, did you love that episode? If so, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcast. I love hearing about what resonated with you and how you're going to show up in the world as a God-centered mom. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the Mom Squad and join our Mom Squad Facebook group, linked in the show notes. Lastly, feel free to share this episode with other moms who need to hear this message. 
And don't forget to tag me on your social media platforms at melissa.wheelahan. Till next time, God bless.